0: Welcome back to I Love Basketball. I'm The Machine. And I'm Sabrina. It is a rapturously gorgeous day here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. And we're recording this as the Pelicans game is happening, so we won't be able to include the outcome in our discussion. But we've pretty much made the executive decision that
1: the outcome of this game is not going to affect what we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. No, no.
0: And also, you know...
1: When LeBron James is not playing, and Kyle Kuzma is not playing, and Lonzo Ball is not playing, and Josh Hart is not playing, and Brandon
0: Ingram is not playing... Yikes. What can we really get out of this game? It also looks a bit of a hot mess from what I've seen, so (laughs) maybe not worth talking about in long run anyway. Short-term, long-term, whatever. How very wrong we were. Not only did we trounce the Pelicans, 130-102, but our boy Caruso, who we lavish praise upon in this episode, went for 26 points, six assists, and four steals. He's not around next year, I'm coming for you, Magic. This is twice in a row now that we've apathetically tossed aside the notion that the game currently being played will be interesting or impactful, and both times our indifference has been punished, and we are humiliated. The basketball gods are cruel but fair. Listen on. Um, Yeah, it's been actually kind of an exhausting week here in the Lakers fandom, which is kind of startling. Is it? Or is it
1: like every other week for the last four
0: weeks? That's true, but it's exhausting in a different way. It's sort of exhausting in the like influx of information way Uh, rather than in the I'm exhausted and like really sad and downtrodden way.
1: Because the the Lakers actually played some pretty good basketball this week, you know? Yeah, we won three out of our four the Kings, who are nominally still trying to make the playoffs. Beat the Hornets, who are definitely still trying to make the playoffs. Oh, we
0: didn't just beat the Sacramento Kings, who are trying to make the playoffs. We beat them out of the playoffs. For no (laughs) f***ing reason, just to be brutal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, some, some decent stuff coming out of the Lakers on the court this week.
0: Yeah, it was fun. And we had, like... A couple love our. I mean, we don't usually do segments about the nursing home, but we can we can head into the nursing home a little bit, talk about these vets, like I those one year deals. And one of those <laughs> one year deals, it wasn't just G leaguers. Frankly, I thought the G leaguers kind of were a little bit more subdued this
1: week. Yeah, you know, they they played like you would expect guys who aren't complete NBA basketball yeah. players to play. Which I is think fine. Uh,
0: Alex Ferruzzo is the only guy who's really holding up, and it was sort of. Not sort of, it definitely makes me be like, why on earth has he not been? Not just not playing for the Lakers, but not playing in the NBA. He is a solid NBA player at this point. It's kind of ridiculous.
1: I don't know. I mean, at least he got that opportunity to play for Team USA earlier this year. Yeah. And help them qualify for the World Cup, but it's... He's dope. People all over Lakers Twitter have been saying that he's better than Rondo. He should have been our backup point guard all season.
0: I don't know if I'd go that far... But I would. I would. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I think Rondo is, I think he is old. I've said this before. I think he's just old, and I think that Caruso can do the things that Rondo can no longer do. But Rondo dishes out, like, 17 assists. Yeah, I That's just don't crazy. think there's
1: crazy value in what Rondo does when LeBron James is on your team.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. I 100% agree yeah. with that. And then also, your man, KCP. Your man, KCP. <laughs> What's going is crazy. I didn't know if you were
1: going to say KCP or Lance, which is how attached I've become to both of these players.
0: I would only – I mean, Lance, like, kind of has been balling out. He, he's been fine. He, he Lance has been probably the most consistent of the vet, yeah, that we've had. He pretty much consistently has been playing – just fine.
1: Honestly, out of your role players, you just want a measure of consistency, and yeah. I like that about Lance. You know? Yeah. He's never never too high, never too low, and he's always solidly
0: entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very entertaining. But we'll, we'll get to that later in the We show. To that. <laughs> and I think you know how, if you're a long-time listener. Long-time listener is three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, KCP has been balling out, and I think we know how to get KCP to like play well and it's by literally dangling a fishing line with a dollar bill attached to it in front of his (laughs) face because this is ridiculous this is a contract month KCP. oh yeah (laughs) i would have been fine if he had a contract
1: year we could use that but this is literally contract month kcp he's like the only player in the league who has contract months
0: and i like i get what he's trying to do Obviously, I get what he's trying to do. I get that he's like trying to get a contract next year because he did kind of play like trash and he had kind of inconsistent like minutes. Yeah, of... he didn't
1: really ever seem to be on the same page with Luke Walton, and he wanted out at the beginning of the year. And yeah, no, it
0: was it was not a good year for him. I mean, he didn't go to jail this year, but uh, that we know baby of. Steps, baby that steps. we know <laughs> baby steps. You're right, but like it's not a good look. For you to only start playing well when you need to sign a contract, and I do think that the rest of the league is smart enough to realize that. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: they're not idiots. So wait, he had an eighteen million dollar deal when he first signed with the Lakers. And it was uh-huh. twelve million this year. I feel like we're gonna have another precipitous decline yeah. in how much money he gets this coming off season. It's gonna
0: be bad. Yeah. Well, you know, good well, luck, Kenny. Good, Kenny good, luck. <laughs> good luck, Kenny. Casey three, <laughs> Casey contract. Yikes. He looks good until you give him money. Yeah. Well, that's and why Detroit didn't. <laughs> that's very true. But when he gives consistent effort, he looks great. I mean, what we've seen from him in this past week has been pretty exciting. I think that's kind of been, like, just a mantra for that
1: Los Angeles Lakers season is when the players show effort, it's a yeah, basketball it's too. it's okay. It's, it's a good yeah. <laughs> And when they don't, you know, it's a pile of flaming garbage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go on to our absolute well, my absolute favorite segment. It's Dad LeBron, but Dad this LeBron. week it's Daddy LeBron because he is showing us who is our daddy this week. <laughs> oh my goodness! Bench. He was showing us. He was yeah, benched but not washed is the theme for this week. Okay. He played amazing this week and now he's settling down despite saying he that he had no play. plans
1: to sit for the rest yeah. of the season.
0: <laughs> despite, despite
1: being kind of preachy about it. I just love how like there were all of these quotes coming out of the Lakers about how it was good for the young players to see the habits that LeBron has, to see that the work he puts in on a consistent basis. Like, it wasn't... There was value in him playing the final two weeks of the season, even if the Lakers couldn't do anything with it, because there's so many young players they need to learn from real veteran presences, right? Which the rest of the roster is conspicuously devoid of. Yeah. And then they just shut him down. And it's like, oh, this was the smart decision all along. Turns
0: out LeBron <laughs> learned something from Lonzo Ball. <laughs> You never finish out the end of the season. Oh, man. But I have to say, he played his ass off this past week, and it showed in his stat lines and in the wins. We won all of the games that he played this week. Correct. Okay. And he was 29-11-11 in Sacramento. Those triple-doubles are just effortless for him. It's It
1: still amazes me.
0: He hits, he hits 27 to 29 points like it's not even a No, thing. and then it adds the 8-8 eight and eight too. Just...
1: Just it's, for fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: just, just for kids. Uh. And he was 23-14-7 in the Wizards game, and then 27-9-3 in the Hornets game. And he didn't even play against the Jazz, and he still had, like, an amazing week. I, I didn't even notice that he didn't play. <laughs> I didn't even notice. And we've seen, you know, the ongoing development um, of the chemistry between him and Caruso, And I think that's continued, and it's sort of that's why I say Caruso is like one of the only G leaguers that I feel like has been consistently good and consistently showing us a really good product.
1: Exactly the the one G leaguer who really should be
0: on the roster. Actually, not just just a two way. Let's get him on an NBA contract next year. Scott Machado is playing well, but I do feel like for the other G leaguers, and this is just a feeling, I haven't backed it up with anything because I just thought of it literally right now. Um, is that Scott Machado looks good when he's playing with other G Leaguers because they have chemistry already? Yeah, I- but he's kind of struggles to like connect maybe with the other. Players. Yeah, it's gotta be
1: so hard when you're a ten day to figure out the system yeah. that the team's running, even if like theoretically it's from the same G League to professional organization. Because as much continuity as you try to enforce, it's just it's not the same as playing for yeah yeah exactly. South Bay versus the Lakers, but. Yeah, I is... do love the South Bay lineups. They do seem like they know what they're doing together.
0: They really do. I mean, that just shows how great our G League, is, like our G League team is. It just shows how good the South Bay team is yeah. and how good the coaching is.
1: Yeah, the one thing we can really take pride in this season is the kind of progress that the guys have made in South Bay. And yeah. I think even Jared Dudley the other day was pointing out like how great the facility is, the Lakers practice facility, and how awesome it is that same. the South Bay guys can yeah. practice there and play there and they get access to all of the um, same... like benefits and stuff that the Lakers do. Yeah, you know, the all the staff they have and,
0: yeah, the staff, like training staff. Exactly. Cetera, and that's, it's just a really good
1: way of yeah. maintaining it like top down continuity. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The one thing we've done right. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. And actually I take an Dudley's word very seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: He He's just like the general NBA vet, you know? he, he is, speaks for everyone.
0: He's so great. I've been w i have been mean, like I said on the last podcast that I've been like a Nets fan by night this season right. and it's become more and more daytime as the <laughs> Lakers have been worse and worse. But the Nets are on their way to the playoffs right now and Jared Dudley has been a really solid veteran presence for them.
1: Yeah. And so, he's
0: he can sink a three when you really uh, need one. That's like one of his biggest value adds is that when they need a three down the stretch you can count on Jared Dudley to sink it. Alright, well enough about the Nets. For anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there will be way more about the Nets once the regular season is <laughs> over, guys. Um, where even was I? I yeah. was talking about how great the chemistry between LeBron and Caruso was. Yeah. And then I was also going to say, like, and Kuzma. Like, they, they're they working on it, too, because they're both still playing. And Kuzma sort of, ex- he seems like he's experimenting a little bit with isolation. Like he's he's like working on his like triple threat moves and like working on like isolation drives and Yeah, stuff. I don't
1: love uh having Kuzma on the court when he's by far the best player on the court because it just gives him too much of a green light to do shit. And I
0: mean that's that's what the that's what the end of the season yeah, is. Yeah, I, right? I don't like it. I would <laughs>
1: rather develop actual team plays and some you know, I'm kinda of far legitimate I'm, offensive systems rather than just let's see what Kuzma I mean, can do. You know
0: what what can we really do though? Like half the guys yeah. on the court aren't gonna be more than half the guys on the court aren't gonna be there next season. So like what's the we still a Wagner, we still have Bong. Except Rondo, I, who's who <laughs> definitely is gonna be around next year, right yeah, guys? No, we're not we're not entertaining this idea. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I kinda like who's trying out some isolation stuff.
1: Yeah, I it's I'm not, like I'm not for actually... it. I'm not for it. The role that he's going to play next year on a successful team, you know, knock on wood, is not isolation gunner. So I would rather him work on developing skills that can actually have a role on next year's Laker team than just random stuff that he's thrown out there because he's the only guy who knows how to make shots.
0: I hear ya. I do hear ya. But I will literally never say no to watching (laughs) him cook on someone. And he has been. It's not like they've been, like they haven't been successful plays or something, you know what I mean? Like they they actually are working. He's hit some pretty noise shots off of like Triple I'm gonna threat. I'm gonna beg to disagree here. <laughs> oh okay. I don't think
1: Kyle I Kuzma I literally will never say successful. anything negative about
0: Kyle Kuzma. You can't nobody could ever trick me into saying anything negative about him. Um yeah, I literally haven't even gotten to the meat of the argument yet. LeBron <laughs> so I think this week LeBron showed us that he is truly our daddy. Nay Everyone's daddy. He had some monster dunks. Some really truly monster dunks straight from the free throw line. I mean, really. It was crazy. Against the Hornets. A couple of those I was just like, you know, you you get taken aback. You start blink like blinking furiously like what just happened. And I don't think we've seen plays from him like that in a while. And it was really nice to see that. That was great. And the parting line right now is that so he he got benched for the rest of the season. We kind of mentioned that, but the party line is that he has been playing through the hurt and he is not fully recovered, which I think is probably true. But I have to say, like, I don't really need an excuse from them at this point to bench LeBron. Like, I don't need them to give me an excuse. Bench no, him. No, I mean, I everybody don't
1: benches their veterans at this time of the season, you know, for a variety of nicks and nacks. And LeBron actually suffered the most serious injury of his career this yeah. year. And if he, you know, needs to take five games off, that's fine. I mean, at this I point, mean, like, he's just you know, continuing his assault on Kermit Abdul-Jabbar's all time scoring record, which, you know, the five games could help. But
0: But like if we if we think that he's gonna be around for I think he's gonna play at least until he's like forty. Yeah. So you
1: know I like think he's
0: definitely gonna be around until he's forty. I mean Vince Carter's still playing. And I think that LeBron Vince has, Carter has had to do a lot less than LeBron
1: ever It's course true. Of his career.
0: But I think that there's a good chance that LeBron I think best case scenario is that LeBron is doing a lot less. I think one of the problems of this season this is also kind of off topic, but one of the problems of this season was that the whole Uh f***ing point of who we signed was let's take the onus off LeBron, but it was such garbage that he had to do everything anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just a mess. The best case scenario is LeBron doesn't have to do everything. (laughs) And that was what the plan was. It just completely backfired and you
1: know. Well it was nice to see this past week that he's still capable of doing everything because we've all had our doubts since he came back yeah. from the injury about what sort of shape he could be in and he's definitely not hundred percent he's not close to being there, yeah. but he looks so much better now than he did, you know, back in January when we played the Clippers in that first game. And he looks
0: better than a week ago. Yeah. Or I think he looks better than two weeks ago. Yeah, like and it's, it's yeah it's
1: just good to not have so many questions heading into the off season. Like I mean obviously yeah. the team has totally. a bazillion questions, but it's nice to not worry about what LeBron will still look like because yeah. we've seen him in this capacity.
0: 100%. And I think he came back to play before – I mean, he obviously came back to play before he was 100% healed. Right, because we, we needed We, we needed, needed him. him. And he. they talked a lot at the time. He and his, like, camp put out mm-hmm. at the time about how he worked really hard to be able to come back early. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think it was just, like, a timing issue that the timing of his recovery – just completely did not line up with when we needed to be good for a playoffs push right right. it was just too early like he he came back after five weeks from like this is his like first severe injury and he came back after five weeks and then two weeks later he was like playoff mode activated what (laughs) there's no way two weeks after you come back and you're not you're like it he looked like 75% yeah, well, I mean... Two weeks after that, you're about to activate playoff mode, and that's why it didn't look like he did, because he couldn't. Yeah. And I don't even blame him. Okay, so I looked this up. I wanted to look up his injuries, and I know this is, like... And we all know that this is his worst injury, but I wanted to look up the most time that he'd... Missed, And it seems like it's around five days is, like, the most that he's missed for an injury. And mm-hmm. he has played through a lot of injuries. There's too. so
1: many times where, like, LeBron falls and you think, like, oh, that's an MCL sprain and he just gets back up. Yeah,
0: he's just chilling.
1: And just and continues to play.
0: He'll, like, there were so many. So I looked this up and I found a really cool blog called In Street Clothes. Yes. Yeah, and it's, if you don't know, it's um basically an athletic trainer's perspective on injuries. And there's a really great Brandon Ingram article about his DVT. That I recommend reading. This is a very cool blog. You should very you should look into it. And um, he would go out for two games on an ankle sprain. Yeah, he's a Lonzo's cyborg. Lonzo's missing like, <laughs> Lonzo's missed half his damn career on ankle sprains. Yeah, LeBron James is a cyborg. This is why it was so just
1: unnerving to see him yeah. miss so much time, especially when the initial report was just like a few days or whatever. But we had to, you know, accept a new reality of what LeBron James is. Like he's
0: yeah, apparently and-
1: mortal, which who knew?
0: Unfortunately. But and it's also not his fault, either, because we sucked so hard without him that we didn't even give him the chance to be able to recover. Like, if we had won more games while he was gone, we would have maybe been able to catch up. Yeah, and again,
1: that's like the timing of the Lonzo injury, and Ronto broke his hand at the same time that... Yeah. I, although I don't really know what that had to do with anything, and Javiel had pneumonia. <laughs> you know, whole cascade of issues that sort of presented themselves at the same time, so...
0: It just yeah. wasn't in the cards this year. It wasn't in, was in the cards this year, but we we saw his dominance again. He dunked from the free throw line. It was f***ing uh, awesome. We brutally eliminated Sacramento from the playoffs, <laughs> which was also awesome. And he stuck around long enough to make us all go like, holy uh, shit, LeBron is the shit, uh, and he is really f***ing uh, great. And he's going to be great again. If they had, a lot of people are saying that he should have been sitting earlier, and I kind I disagree because then we wouldn't have been able to see him come back to like what we can assume is like 90%. Exactly. And if this is 90%, I can't fucking wait to see what 100% looks like. I'm so excited. He looks stupid good. Who's your daddy in Los Angeles? <laughs> Who's your fucking daddy? All
1: right. So from Dad Lebron segment, we always head into our kitty's corner. We
0: love Katie's corner. We got a new basketball. kid on the block here. New kid on the block.
1: So the Lakers signed Jamario Jones from the South Bay Lakers to Absolutely. a two-year deal with an option for next season. First of all, like, I mean, what do we know about Jamario Jones? Like,
0: Not Jack, <laughs> y'all. I literally wrote his name as Jones Jamario on our Google Doc when we were planning this. And she got in here and she's like, you know, that's that's, that's not <laughs> right.
1: It's. <laughs> so, if you want to read more about Jamario Jones, uh, Alex Regla's got a piece on him on Silver Screen and Roll. So, check that out.
0: And follow South Bay Laker Film Room on Twitter because he knows more than literally anybody else right. about G Lakers. But as we've. Uh, Jamario Jones is kind of our favorite player type this year. He's super yes. active,
1: defensive guard. Just
0: so much energy. So much energy
1: all over the court. Yeah. And he's been killing it in South Bay. And the Lakers kind of finally did a good, like, strategic cap management thing, two-year deal. Team option for the second year. So, the way this works basically is like they get a look at him for the rest of the season, and then if they want to keep him around next year, they can. And if they don't, then they just terminate the options. Super easy. And what's great about it is that if the Lakers want to make any trades this offseason, they don't really have a ton of players under contract that they really want to give up in a trade because the only players under contract are LeBron and then the core kids right? right who you don't really want to surrender in like a lame-o trade so they can keep jones around and then because use they him. got rid of
0: zubats for might i say absolutely no <laughs> goddamn reason
1: <laughs> well you know setting that aside they could also use i will never be able to set that aside in <laughs> my brain for anything they could use uh Jamiri jones's salary for like cap matching purposes if they need to on a trade which is kind of cool
0: and that would be really helpful for making some trade. Like, that That just could be really helpful for making some trades work where you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up Kuzma or Hart like, yeah. just to, like, make things work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lakers had that empty roster spot for a month while they were ostensibly trying to make the playoffs, which doesn't make any sense from a team-building perspective, doesn't make any sense, like, from a logic perspective. Doesn't
0: check out, y'all.
1: Then they used a 10-day contract on Andre Ingram, which appeared to be an entirely PR stunt, which Luke Walton was having none of and just Backfired didn't play him. completely. Then they used a 10-day on Scott Machado, which, again, it's kind of nice to see what you have in your G League players. Yeah. Machado's a little older. I don't know how much he really has to give on an NBA roster. It's a nice idea. He got a little extra money out of it. Yeah, don't it's, hate that.
0: It's nice to give them a chance to play in the NBA, mm-hmm. make a little bit of money, because those G League salaries are fucking garbage, y'all. Mm-hmm. They are so bad. And just to, like, maybe see if he, he can give you a little something. Right. He He's, like, a good passer. His playmaking has been fun, and... Yeah. I enjoy watching him. Overall. Well, I guess you know
1: they decided they didn't want to bring him for a second ten day, and so now they're using their spot on Jones, it makes sense. which again a good way to get a look at somebody because there'll be plenty of available minutes considering the litany of guys we have listed who <laughs> <laughs> are not playing for the Lakers right now.
0: And then, and again, also the defensive value of this current roster is in the toilet. So it'll be pretty nice to see someone with some defensive like. Verve. Verve. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was
0: also going to say Verve.
1: I just think Crazy. it's nice that, like, the front office seems to be doing something smart, mm-hmm. which is not something that we have said about them for much no. of the season. And it
0: kind of – it you can kind of see with, with like, Caruso playing a lot, and, and I they haven't done anything about Caruso yet, but you can kind of see maybe him being on the team next year for real. I really hope so. I think he is – I think – He has definitely shown that he belongs there. And if the front office is smart, which is in question. But if they're smart, they will sign him for next year. And he can be like our backup PG. Yeah. And And
1: then we'll see what kind of role Jones can have
0: going forward if he Yeah. Pops, you know,
1: during these last six games or so.
0: And it sort of indicates a move, like a new strategy, sort of, that I'm really excited about, which is defensive energy, Mm -hmm. because we were, we're actually, we've been talking about this all season, not specifically us, but like everyone, of how what LeBron is doing right now is being your playmaker on offense like he can command an offense and he can be he can be there on defense and be like talking and stuff but he's gonna chill out he's gonna not give all of the energy on defense so you need to surround him with these really energetic and smart defensive yeah. guys high effort guys yeah. high effort defensive guys and having it's actually one of the huge benefits of having a bunch of young guys because that's something that they can provide that's what they if do they, they bring so effort. Fish. yeah, yeah. So, like, we have Lonzo and B.I. I I mean, we don't know who's coming back next season, but let's just say you have Jamario Jones, Alex Caruso, Lonzo, and B.I. Those are four guys who can really bring it on the defensive end with a lot of energy. And with Lonzo, Lonzo and Caruso are, like, kind of similar players on that end where they have, like, really good hands Uh and they're just like, we'll just get up on you and Uh not leave you alone. And B.I. has a little bit of a different sort of – Different strategies going yeah. about it,
1: but he's still his length just overwhelms you. Yeah, yeah
0: and he is, he's great just because of how many positions he can defend. Uh-huh. He, and that's something that he's improved on so much this year. I've been so proud to see him not, like, look... At the beginning of the season, he looked really bad on point guards. He looked really bad. He just couldn't... He would, like, move too much, and then he wouldn't be able to... to Recover. Recover, yeah. and and now he's, he's gotten way better at not, like moving too hard on his first move and yeah anyway but <laughs> this is like a good so I think this is like a really positive team building strategy which is to increase defensive energy and then hopefully we can add some shooters yeah and, and it's
1: also just you know utilizing the value of that roster spot unless like you're yeah. signing someone like Michael Beasley <laughs> anyway
0: I Moving on. Moving
1: anybody? on. Moving on. How many
0: games? What's that? All right, was that two or three games?
1: Let's go on to our in-defensive segment. <laughs> <laughs> because you know Sasha and I are very positive people. I mean,
0: We're so theoretically. positive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to um, issue a little mea culpa with regards to JaVale McKee. We've yeah. been a little harsh on him. Been a little harsh on him because there were stretches of the season where it appeared like he'd forgotten how to play basketball and was only interested in making highlight roadblocks. And... He leads the NBA in goaltends by a substantial margin.
0: It's I, not oh even close. God. No, somebody, somebody on Twitter, I don't remember who it was, was like, if if JaVale McGee has a goaltend, it means that he's trying. Because it means he's literally just trying to block every single shot.
1: <laughs> but maybe we didn't give him enough credit for having to recover from pneumonia for so much of the season. Because he's yeah. looked very good in the month of March. Like, he's
0: really recovered, and it doesn't feel the same as just, like, KCP Just, like, contract chasing, yeah. JaVale was playing incredible at the beginning of this season. Exactly. Too. It just
1: looks more in line with how he was in October and November. He's rebounding the ball really well. He's shooting the ball tremendously. He's not committing those silly little turnovers under the basket. No, uh, he's, you know, just dunking everything in sight, which is so much fun. And he's
0: not doing the thing where he tries some idiotic pass and then giggles and is literally the only person who finds it funny. <laughs> that... Turned me off so hard. Like, he really has had to win me back over the last couple weeks after that. That made me raise my damn eyebrows. But he's looked good. And, uh... He has looked good.
1: It's it's nice out. to see because I I always thought he was capable of this level of play. You know, maybe not for extended minutes. Which, he's still only playing, like, you know, half the game. Which is fine.
0: That's, I think, what, what you want to expect from him. Exactly. He's That's actually... He's literally, like what what is it he's he's increased his minutes by like a little less than half yeah i think from he like last season like 10 minutes season. a game
1: last season with the warriors and he's playing about so, like 23 this season 22 23 this season for lakers which is a substantial jump
0: it's in it's incredible that he's been able to do that for i mean i would love to see him do it for a whole season obviously the pneumonia it just fits in with all the like freak injuries that we've yeah. had so it's it's hard to say whether he would be able to keep it up for a whole season but I think there's a good chance that 20 minutes is something that he could feasibly do. Right.
1: I hate that we're just like you know talking ourselves into all these guys who are already <laughs> on the Lakers. Like we don't need to do that. We can just start over. But no, Javale. It's been a good stretch. But look, I'm happy have, with him.
0: If we have Javale, and I think Javale is worth keeping around, not as your main guy. But if you have, it's always good to have like a mix of different kinds of bigs that you can use. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a really valuable kind of big to have. But you just don't want to be doing drop coverages on every single... Yeah, I just (laughs) wish he was smarter defensively, but, you know. JaVale is a great, like, rim protector, but he's just not an explosive player, so you can't play him out at the three-point line. and It's just always drop coverage. And, like... It's been such a a big frustration this season is that we're just constantly only playing drop coverages and, like, he he can run the floor. He's not, like, not fast in that way, but he's not explosive enough to be able to cover other bigs at the three-point line. Right,
1: and uh, McGee can always be, like, a competent part of a complete center rotation. He just can't be, like, the main guy in that rotation, which is how the team was built this offseason, that McGee was the end-all, be-all at the center position.
0: I just don't understand how you... Could think that a guy who is playing 10 minutes a game is gonna be your main center. And that's why we're talking about not making the playoffs in March. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think that 20 minutes is perfect for him. I think he actually has been thriving at 20 minutes and it seems to work for him, but I just I don't see him as our starting center. I see him as more of a backup, and we've kind of talked about how. We don't really think that that's what he's after.
1: Yeah, I think if he wanted to be a backup, he could have just easily stuck around in Golden State. You know, he did the thing where he was a bit player on a championship team, got his two rings. I think he wanted he a two bigger, rings? more expansive role this year.
0: Oh my lord. I, I think we can offer him that kind of role. It just won't be as a starter. And I think these all these free agents that we have that are so f***ing uh-huh. set on being starters are all going to have to go to some f***ing uh-huh. teams. Yeah, we'll let them. Absolutely, but JaVale I mean, take that L lower on the way out the door. Standards. I just wish he would lower standards because he could be a really great backup center for us. And he is such an important, like, variety of center to have. He's so, he's just so dominant. Like, at the beginning of the season, he was so dominant. And if we could have that version of him, but just not as our, like, plan A.
1: Maybe if we had a coach who was more able to get veteran buy in, he could still work out on next year's team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Actually, that that's that's a really good point. So we are moving on to our last segment of the game. It's it's everybody's our our favorite favorite segment, favorite part of the pod. It's the all knock your Uh. brother ass out award. Sponsored by by Brandon Ingram and the fist you see coming towards your face from literally a mile away. It's got the really long arms. You you can't hide it. (laughs) Really long. You. You know, this week, y'all know who's getting it this week. I think it's pretty obvious. It's Lance Stevenson. Rather reluctantly on my part, but he sliced, he diced, he roasted, and feasted on Jeff Green. Poor Jeff Green. Poor Jeff Green. Especially since he definitely stepped on that guy's foot. Yo, Lance, so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love how he definitely stepped on that guy's foot, and there's no way you don't know that you did that, yeah. and he just celebrated as if that, <laughs> that was not the case at all. But kudos He's,
1: to Jeff Green was just letting him have it. He's like, you know, take it in stride, take yeah, it in stride. I may have stepped on my foot, but he crossed me up. He can enjoy it. Jeff do Green what is you gotta like, do. Jeff Green
0: is like, you guys got to get your kicks somewhere. <laughs> I get it. It's been and a rough season. the Lakers bench got their
1: kicks. They did. They that did. was the most fun we have had in like maybe the whole season, at least in the calendar year of 2019.
0: It's the most
1: fun we've had as a whole
0: team, probably.
1: That bench was eating it up. Oh,
0: they loved it. Oh, they loved it. You know, I actually feel like I didn't get a very good shot of Mo, and usually he's, like, right on top of that kind of stuff. But you had a a lot
1: of thoughts on Lance's individual
0: celebration. Yeah, I I, I myself was celebrating that there was no air guitar involved. Well, you know, air guitars are for threes. (laughs) And I understand that, and I'm just glad it wasn't a three. Lance yeah. follows the code, right? I made it way better. Yeah, man, man's gotta have a code.
1: I I don't understand your dissatisfaction with the air guitar, but you know, for another day.
0: It, the three okay. fingers, you know. Look, no, I get it. Three little strums. <laughs> I get it, but it's my biggest problem with that is how easy it is to make fun of and how much he gets made fun of for it. And it's just like, why would you do a celebration that people are going to be that are just going to mercilessly because mock you for? Because he's Lance Stevenson. This is what he does. I we just it, this is this is where I just can't understand. I, I will say, Lance understand. has
1: displayed higher levels of creativity, like, throughout his career. Like, the blowing in LeBron's ear is just an all-time moment.
0: That's that's my favorite version <laughs> of
1: his career. Uh, but you can't do things on that level on every possession. You know, you gotta, you gotta tone it down a little bit.
0: I, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that is a whole lot. That is a whole lot. <laughs> but the air guitar, I just think there's, I think it's better. I don't think it's that original. And I think that there are better celebrations that aren't as easy. And to his shimmy kind of... after this one was tremendous. Oh, yeah, the shimmy shake. He was loving it. I love it. that. I love a little shimmy shake. I love that. We have to give some shout-outs as well, because there were a couple of other like fantastic plays. One was to Caruso. Honorable for... mention to Alex Caruso, yeah. right? Absolutely. The Showing sh- off those white boy hops. Every single time he shocks me. <laughs> every single time. I Somehow, every single time, I'm surprised. you think we'd be accustomed to it by now, but still. No. no he's our very own Billy Hoyle. <laughs> Just absolutely hustling dudes left and right. Kuzma had a little thing to say. Yeah, about Kuzma that. Yeah, Kuzma said
1: because that uh, Caruso is like you know half-powled white people and everything that he <laughs> can do. This, but.
0: He's got bounce. Boy, a true got hustler. <laughs> we also have to give shots to LeBron for literally dunking from the free throw line against the Hornets. That's just just stupid. Standard LeBron practice, yeah. really. Uh, was sensational, and might I say, did not scream of someone playing through the pain. So <laughs> that excuse is still doesn't ride with me that
1: hard. And then another honorable mention to LeBron James for literally knocking Kemba Walker's (laughs) motherfucking ass out of the playoffs.
0: Every single time they meet. Yeah,
1: let's keep in mind, Charlotte trying to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. only one loss out of the eight seed when they came into Los Angeles, against the Lakers ostensibly playing for nothing, got destroyed, and we should have seen it coming because in the 28 NBA games that Kemba Walker and LeBron James have contested against one another, LeBron James has won 28 of those (laughs) games. A perfect record perfect against Kemba. Perfect record.
0: Poor Kemba. Poor just Kemba. His ass Kem- knocked out You the know what? Not poor Kemba. He's about to get an insane salary next year. He's about to level up next year. I don't feel bad for him. He's fine.
1: But for now, you know, when he is, sees LeBron James on the other side of the court, we'll just
0: call it yeah, a wash. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a wash. Okay, guys, that's all we have for you this week. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening in. Ooh! (laughs) Make sure to
1: subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network for Laker shows every day of the week.
0: Every single day. Am I going to say something stupid? (laughs) (laughs) She never knows if I'm going to say something stupid that I'm going to have to cut out. Um, All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We love basketball. We love basketball. I'm a fun guy. (laughs)